This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything that you would like. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and as usual, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. All right, don't forget you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We share the features on the site with you, and they're completely free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their website. You actually get to go and create the content of the site, if you would like. Uh, you, of course, you can just go and look at the site and click around wherever you're interested in. But if you find something online that you think our listeners would enjoy or me, we might be interested in talking about on the air, you can uh, submit it as show prep, as we call it. Now, of course, show prep can be anything. It doesn't have to be even something you really want to be heard on the show. You can just be something you think is cool, uh, something that's funny, something outrageous. You submit it. It appears on our website on the Upcoming Stories page. Then it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted from the Upcoming Stories page to the front page of the site, where we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the radio. So head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Now, this has been an interesting week because there's a topic that's been on the top of the discussion heap, the news of the week. Normally on Free Talk Live, you know, we don't really feel obligated to talk about the news of the week on this program or the news of the day. This isn't a news show. It's an opinion program. It's an issues-based show, one where we focus on you, the caller, uh, you, the listener who might become a caller at 855-450-FREE and what you think. Um, But also, you know, when it comes to us bringing show prep into the studio, in no way are we tied to the news of the day. But this week, the news of the week overall has been something that for a long time on Free Talk Live, we've been talking about. And I'm more of an advocate of it than you are, Mark. You're more of like a nullification kind of guy. Like, hey, let's just tell the government no, the federal government no to this and that. But this week, secession has been in the news in a big way. It's been a major search uh, on the internet, trending uh, on, you know, like Twitter and, and Google. Uh, it was a, a huge spike in secession and secede being searched for with Google this week, the biggest spike in the history of Google Trends. And so I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm elated that uh, people are talking about secession. Now, I've got some critiques. You know, I, I don't like that People feel like they have to ask permission to secede. If you look at some of these petitions I, some, online. Some of the petitions uh, do ask per- permission to secede, which I think is silly to ask the president of the United States if you can secede from the United States. You might as well just ask your uh, master as a slave whether or not you can leave the plantation. Well, actually, it's even worse than that because the master could let you go as a slave. The president has no power constitutionally in this area. Now, the president is the uh, commander-in-chief of the military, and some of these petitions have asked, hey – could you pretty please not try to shoot at us if we decide that we're going to go our own way? Right. Now, that's a much more accurate thing to ask and uh, you know, relevant. I, I think that if, if a state decided to secede, really the question is, is can we do it peacefully and how would that look? Yes. And so I'm glad people are talking about this. I think that uh, you know, regardless of the critiques I have of the various different petitions out there, and one of the critiques is that I don't think that there need to be 50 different petitions. There should have just been one petition, uh, and the, the, peti- the one petition should have been what you're suggesting. Hey, if one of the states decides to secede, will you allow them to go peacefully? That should have been the petition, because then this claim of 700,000 signatures 
is kind of questionable because that's 700,000 signatures spread across all 50 different petitions. How well, there's many a lot would, of people that are, would support secession that uh, are scared to put their name on that list because yeah. they're afraid that, uh, I mean, it's whitehouse.gov. Who wants to sign up for a whitehouse.gov site? So there's a lot of problems with what it was that happened this week. But all that aside, it's exciting that people are talking about secession. That's the valuable part of this for me because for many, you know, for a number of years on this program, we we would talk about secession and people would uh, poo-poo it. Oh, people aren't ready for that. They're not ready to talk. You can't talk about secession, uh, the, you know, the South, and people are going to think that they're going to roll in tanks, and people don't want to talk about secession was the idea. Oh, I suggested it to some state reps. Hey, why don't we put forth a, a bill to, uh, to secede? Whoa, we can't talk about that. People don't want to talk about secession. Well, apparently they do. And apparently it's not just Republicans as well. Now, of course, another good critique of what happened this week. And by the way, if you'd like to share your thoughts, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. A really valid critique is, boy, great timing, guys. You had to wait till after the election to start thinking about secession and talking about well, it. It's in a lot of cases, it's grumpy Republicans. That's the problem. That's one of the major problems with uh, what has happened this week because it seems like sour grapes. As you say, grumpy Republicans, it seems like people that are upset that their man didn't win the election. So we're going to stomp our feet. We're going to talk about secession. But so let's it has not, that feel to it. Yeah. Let's not forget that the, uh, you know, there's been three spikes in secession as a Google term search over the in, last eight years, in yeah. the last uh, decade. And the. Uh, two of those, years, yeah. yeah. One of those was George Bush's win in 2004, which just sounds like grumpy Democrats. So apparently, on this That's side, right. uh, you know, apparently this issue spans. It's bipartisan. Yep. And so I, uh, I think it is bipartisan, and there's more evidence that we have for that here tonight. And that's what I wanted to share with you. It's a an ed- editorial piece from the San Francisco Gate. So we've seen a lot about secession this week, but it's mostly kind of come from that sour grapes republican kind of perspective now here's another perspective on the matter because some people's response to the secession petitions was to create a petition to advocate for the uh what was it the deportation deportation of anyone who signed one of the secession petitions right so some people are upset about the idea of secession but others who are perhaps on the left side of these things they see it the right way like calais Calais Milner over at sfgate.com. It's barely been a week since President Obama's re-election. This was written, by the way, a few days ago. And some people can't believe, truly can't believe, that things didn't go their way. As of Wednesday morning, 37 states had posted petitions, it's now 50, as I understand it, on the White House website to secede from the United States of America. Uh, And then she says, I'm sorry to report that this not-so-illustrious group includes California, where nearly 7,000 citizens have signed a petition quoting the Declaration of Independence and insisting on the right to set up their own government. This is clearly and part. the Declaration of Independence is a rhetorical document that uh, began, you know, severed ties with uh, Great Britain. If the 13 colonies that set up this country had the right to secede, and I think most Americans would claim that they did, I can't imagine. I can't imagine anybody who claims that that you know the thirteen colonies that set up this nation didn't have the right to secede. I would suspect there's a large number of Americans who don't know what I mean when I say thirteen colonies, simply because they're so utterly illiterate when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, history that they don't know what you're talking about. But uh, that's beside the point. The ones that do would likely say, "Oh yeah, it's fine that, uh, that taxation without representation and all that kind of thing." Well, I mean, let's talk about this for a second. 
am I being represented? I don't think anybody I voted for on the uh, above the state level was elected into office. Mm-hmm. Am I being represented? The simple fact that I have a vote. Have you ever been? That's, it's a great question. Is Even if the person that I vote for wins, am I still being represented? Can a person actually represent another person? Of course not. Effectively. But, and more than that, can they represent Maybe a district? Maybe one person. Maybe maybe one person could represent one other person effectively because I could like hire you, Mark, to be my agent, sure. and then uh, real estate I, agent. I would give you instructions and tell you, look, this is what I want you to do. You yep. would be my representative in that case, and it would be fairly accurate representation. Uh, but as soon as you start getting more than one person involved, things get complicated. Sure. And if you want to talk about thousands of people, if not uh, hundreds of thousands, or perhaps millions of people. It's ridiculous to suggest that anybody's representing those folks. Sure. Most senators in most states are, are voted in by the, the whole population of the state. And then what about the people? No, they're not. Who, well, <laughs> they're right. voted in by a fraction of the whole population. Right. The they, they have anybody in the state supposedly has the right to vote. And, you know, they, they, these, these senators are voted in by that amount of people. So, you know, the idea is, is that somehow you're representing the 40 something million people yeah. in New York State. Mm-hmm. How can a senator from New York State really represent 47 million people? Yeah. It's ridiculous. So let's continue here from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. It's clearly part of a movement to draft all the states, and Lord knows there are certainly enough foolish people in each and every state in the Union who'd be willing to put their name on anything at all. I guess that's me. But seeing as this country did fight the most bloody war in its history over the secession of the chattel slavery-holding states, it's sad to see that those are the same states that currently boast... it didn't. That's inaccurate. Four chattel-holding slaves states stayed in the Union and continued to hold slaves after the Civil War. A common misunderstanding. We can get back into it here in moments. Get your thoughts as well. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want here at 855-450-FREE. Take control of the airwaves. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online. We have a lot of features on the site, and news updates are one of those features. You can get signed up for our emailed updates. We will send you an email whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook which allow you to kind of interact a little bit further. Uh, You'll get more posts and updates uh, from the show during the show specifically. That's when we're more likely to update, but sometimes uh, we'll we'll update it off of show hours. Uh, That's, again, news.freetalklive.com. Also a good way, you know, the Facebook account's a good way to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as well. So head over to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for any one of those. Email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever works best for you. It's all free. The gold standard of mortgages out there is the 30-year fixed. We're all told, get the 30-year fixed. This is really uncommon worldwide. And one of the reasons is is that the 30-year fixed is, although I, I recommend a fixed rate loan, the 30-year fixed, it takes 20 years to pay off half of the principal. That's because the other time you're paying interest on that 30-year fixed. If you were to get a 20, 15, or 10-year mortgage, you can 
pay off much more quickly, pay far less in interest, and then the rest of the time you could make those payments to yourself. Or you could do even better if you were to invest the savings. MortgageMinuteGuy.com is the place to go to uh, check out uh, 20 15, 10-year mortgages. They can help you with any kind of mortgage out there. It's MortgageMinuteGuy.com. We've been working with them for a while. Great folks over there. MortgageMinuteGuy.com. And uh, they do loans in all 50 states. And they've even got a toll-free number here if you want to take it down. MortgageMinuteGuy.com, 866-288-0088. MortgageMinuteGuy.com. So as we were mentioning before, and I want to get to the calls, but there's this is not a long piece here from the San Francisco Gate, so I just want to get it out there before we get uh, jump into your phone calls. Uh, the editorial here is saying, hey, let them go about the secession topic. Because some people are looking at this as, oh, it's just those sour grapes Republicans. But turns out secession is good for everybody. Secession's good for the sour grapes Republicans, and it's good for the uh, upset liberals, and it's good for the libertarians, and it's good for everybody out there. So let me continue the piece from San Francisco Gate. Uh, she says she talks about the, you know, the various different petitions that are going on and how popular they are. And she says, at first, I was sad after hundreds of years, after the travesty of slavery and the heartbreak of war, after the outrage of an aborted reconstruction and the treasonous decades of Jim, Jim Crow. Have these states learned nothing at all? Then I started thinking a little more strategically. Centuries of heavily enforced inequality in certain states have left them incapacitated for the modern economy. What do they contribute to the current union anyway? What would happen? If we just decided to let them go, imagine the possibilities after a short phase out period so that the panicked citizens of New Orleans, Austin and Washington, D.C. can join us. We let these ungrateful states go and pull up the borders after us. The electric fence they're always so interested in having. Oh, God. My prediction, absolute chaos in the southern states as they realize we're possessed of 85% of the country's venture capital and entrepreneurs and two-thirds of the country's tax revenue. Meanwhile, nothing but happiness as the rugula-eating states lavish on projects like infrastructure and education, those tax dollars we'd previously been sending to the red states. But in case some of us feel so inclined, we could set up a visa system for the more industrious citizens of those states because they'll certainly be interested in working in a more advanced economy. Because governments are so good at handling uh, paperwork like visas and things like that. I mean, you, you, give, the, you give that job to uh, bureaucrats that have no incentive. Um, that always works out well. Look, I, I absolutely agree. There's no reason that places like California, Washington, Oregon, New York, uh, Illinois, places that always go blue, there's no reason that they should always have a that they should half the time have a Republican president. They should get together, have themselves a Democratic president. That's right. I mean, if you want to see how Democratic uh, social, or excuse me, Democratic uh, fin- fiscal policies work, take a look at the bankrupt havens of California, Illinois, mm-hmm. and New York. You can see what Democratic policies do to a state and its budget. If you want to st- see the kind of police state. Where they throw kids in school, in prison for drawing on their desks in school and uh, being late to class and things like that. They do this. They actually take children to court for these things in Texas and Mississippi and Illinois, or not Illinois, Louisiana, these kind of places. You can see what kind of police states you'll get in red states. Let's go to the phone, see what you think. Lenny is listening in Battle Creek, Michigan. Hey, Lenny, you're listening to WBCK. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, um, you know, I just have a question. How is it that secession would fix and or, you know, address the oligarchy that is now the United States? I don't, I just don't see how that is helpful. I mean. Well, what do you mean? How, how would it fix uh, the, the oligarchy? 
If well, you leave, you're I, no I, longer part of the United States. So if Michigan were to secede, well, why would you care about the, the oligarchy in the United States anymore? Well, those power. Well, that the oligarchy is what has all the money and the power, and you know makes control. And I'm, I'm sorry, has control. And you would just then be walking away from all that. And I don't see how that would be helpful. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question if it would or Well, I'm just not. trying to figure... And how I, can you ignore it? How can you ignore the oligarchy? So are you saying that other countries like Canada and Iceland, these people are still dealing with the United States' oligarchy? Is that what your claim is? Well, it, it, it's multinational. Yeah, worldwide. it certainly is. Um, at this point, they're much of the power and i don't know what this oligarchy is necessarily i'm not going to claim to know but there's a you know the most powerful place in the world is washington dc because government's power comes from the barrel of a gun and washington dc controls the biggest guns so um if you were to if the first state goes they're likely to fall like dominoes so the question is is how is this oligarchy going to what that you're referring to here going to retain power if it loses all 50 of its dominoes or half of them. Uh, that, that just sounds like anarchy. I, you know, Why would it be anarchy? You'd have 50 state governments. With the pieces left, you know, of something that used to be a whole. Was there anarchy after the Soviet Union broke up into well, wait, several wait a second. states? Let me, let me, let's talk about this uh, from a historical standpoint. There were about 100 nations 100 years ago. There are about 200 nations now. Do we have anarchy? Well, do we have anarchy worldwide? You could almost argue that you do. I mean, if you're talking state to state, you know. No, I don't think you could argue that you have anarchy because anarchy is the uh, the lack of a controlling state, the lack of rulers. So, in no way, shape, or form does anyone have anarchy uh, today, except for maybe Somalia, but that's still kind of like I a think war torn. I think there's an argument for. Um, Afghanistan also. Yeah. But let's not forget that the UN, every time Somalia comes up with a government, the UN goes in there and destroys it. Yeah, so that's not really fair to say those things. Look, uh, the, you know, if you if Michigan leaves the United States, you don't have anarchy. You have the state or the nation of Michigan the or whatever. Republic you, the of Michigan. Republic of Michigan or whatever it would end up being called. The government of Michigan isn't just going to go away. They're going to dry up just because they leave the United States. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I'm with you. I'd rather have the state government uh, you know, disappear as well, but let's be realistic. That's probably not in the cards in the uh, the immediate future. No, Lenny, thanks for the call, not. man. It's, I really, appreciate- it, it's really just academic, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't think that's true. And thanks for the call. I think that it's more than academic because you can the more people talk about something the well, more it becomes real nullification is real and that's when a state says we're not going to participate in this particular program to the government and it happened with marijuana in several states with marriage in a couple of states and with real id it's happening all the time let's continue here we'll take your calls at 855-450-3733 free talk live in every age a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you have waiting for you there. You can go and check out the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show they're listeners of the program, shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. And if you're a lady listener, details are at the top of the page as to how to become part of the Shrine. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. It's hunting season. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place to go get it. They've got the name brands you want at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purifications, tent, apparel, boating equipment, and more. Manventureoutpost.com's family-owned, members in good standing the Better Business Bureau, and have the lowest prices. Go check it out for yourself. It's manventureoutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Let's continue. Bob is listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire to WKBK. Hey, Bob. Hey, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, we're going to continue the topic of secession. Please. Um, you know, I really can appreciate the spirit behind the movement, so I'm not really sure it's going to either be effective or realistically going to happen at all, but I think, you know, what are they protesting here? They're protesting against the federal government vastly overreaching their constitutionally limited powers. I think some people are, I think some people are protesting that. I think other people are protesting that a Democrat won. Well, yeah, okay. But I, I, that's, that's the way I'm interpreting the movement. Me too. I like it from the state. I like it the way you interpret it best. (laughs) And I, and I and I think that you know the GOP can really learn from this as both both you know aspects of how you interpret it. The GOP can, should frame itself as the local party versus the Democrats being the globalists, the Washingtons, the centralization of power. The GOP can be the people that want you to have the power, your community to have the power, your family to have the power, your state to have the power, and when that all you know gets goes we need to get beyond that yeah the federal government can have its power too but you know the federal government has found a way to regulate everybody's lives through the commerce clause and it's just ridiculous how how ineffective our constitution or our interpreting of the constitution now of course bob if the gop actually you know if the gop actually did as you're suggesting and uh, and, and really actually made some sort of uh, political move to decentralize power then they'd really have a leg to stand on unfortunately under uh, republican presidents the government has gotten much larger uh, significantly so i mean george w bush was a huge big government guy even though Ronald. he ran as a small government uh, you know republican the government so. grew 60% under Ronald Reagan's eight years. Yeah, I think it's more like 69 or 68% or something like that. But uh, so, you know, if the Republicans actually, you know, did more than just talk the talk, then they'd have a leg to stand on. But this is what politicians do, and I recommend what uh, what, what the gentleman's talking Bob. about, Bob. What Bob's talking about here is, you know, the, the politicians find uh, the, the zeitgeist of the time mm-hmm. and then tell lies to pander towards it. So I recommend the Republicans lie in this way because, um, you know, obviously there's no way they're going to decentralize their their power in Washington D.C. But if they want, uh, you know, to run a good campaign. Uh, 
it's really just forwards this whole idea that uh, the Democrats are the party of Washington. But, they, they've said that in the past. Bob, I tend to agree with you. I don't think this is – the buzz of secession this week is going to pan out into really anything. But – I think that it, it is a win because people are talking about it. Because if we can get people to talk about the idea of secession, you know, if, if people are having dinner, Thanksgiving dinner next weekend, and the, you know, the topic of secession is brought up and it, and it creates a, you know, a rollicking controversy or a discussion at the dinner table, if people are talking about it next to the water cooler at work, uh, then I think that's, that's the win. Because to get people to even seriously consider an idea like this, I think, is, uh, is pretty significant. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you can frame your argument pretty easily on a whole lot of different issues. It's just this, we want to be in favor of the local control. You know, do you want to have a single-payer health care system? Well, in your state, go ahead and try it. It might right. work in Vermont. You know? right. If you, you know, you don't want to have to, you, have, you can frame the abortion debate that way, too. You know, if, if you and your community don't like abortion, we're not going to force you to have it to be legal. You know, but there are obviously going to be other other areas that, that want legal abortion, and, you know, well, you can't stop people from going over there and getting them. But if you don't want to have them in your community, and we understand that's your, yes, your freedom. It's a terrible idea to prohibit any product or service because we know that just puts things into the black market. But yeah, just you're like, right. Just like dry counties, they're going to drive to the next county yeah, to drink. People should be free to sure. uh, make these decisions. And if we had 50 different uh, states instead of a federal government, we'd have more of that variety. We'd have more of the ability for people to find an area that is more suitable to them and move to it. And Bob, I appreciate your thoughts. Anything else you want to share tonight? Um, just we did have a lot more freedoms to you know run schools the way you wanted to. And, yeah, for sure. And a lot more flexibility. You, know, you look at the cost of of just the education in the Keene area, you know, and it's all mandated. Can't yeah. do anything about it. There's it, only like two percent you can actually argue over. And everybody would be so much more wealthy too, because you know all everything would be better off. Uh, we'd all be able to keep the money that uh, that we earn instead of sending it off to the federal government, where they take a huge cut for all the bureaucrats running the government, and then maybe send a few uh, pennies back to the state government. All of that money and that you know the wealth uh, could stay here in New Hampshire, stay wherever it is that you live, and that would benefit the economy. It would benefit everyone, and the federal government goons would have to. To go and get real work. John, or Bob, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue with Kevin. He's on the line listening to XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Kevin, you're uh, driving through South Dakota. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm heading up to Alberta, Canada. I uh, just want to begin this off by saying that I listen to y'all quite a bit. I don't agree 100% with everything you say, but you know that's the way life goes. Very good, sir. But I, I was I was uh, listening uh, in between the break, you know, because IRN comes on on XM. That's their the news. I'm not sure how familiar with they are. I am but familiar I with them. Fairly, yep. fairly mainstream. I don't think they're biased one way or the other. No, nah, they're kind of a righty. Uh, uh, they're kind of got a righty bias on IRN. Okay. Well, I mean, but compared to some of the others out there, we'll put it to you that way. Okay. Uh, but. They brought up a topic, and this is the first time I've heard about it, that the Obama administration is putting forth uh, an, a new agenda where they want to completely eliminate privatized uh, IRAs and individual, you know, individual retirement accounts, accounts such as Roth IRAs and whatnot, and they're, they're proposing a government-ran uh, retirement account, and, they want to, and, it, and it's being backed by the unions. I don't know if you've known, know anything about this or if this is the first you've heard of it. It's the first I've heard. 
it's definitely the first I've heard of it. But just think just how much more efficient it would be if uh, the government was charge, in charge of all of the retirement uh, money out there. Then you wouldn't have to oh, run sure. around and look for competition in the marketplace. <laughs> I mean, we know sure. we know monopolies are efficient and monopolies provide the best service. Where do you get better service than uh, than the one stop shop? That's right. Well, it's just, it's just scary. It's just, you know, I yeah, mean, I'm not necessarily trying to demonize Obama, but it just it just seems like every time we turn around, the government's trying to get, grab one more piece of, you know, our personal liberties and freedom. And here, here we are. It's one more thing. Oh, yeah. And they'll and, never stop. Know, That's the thing. I don't, know how, I don't know how much juice they have behind this, but it, it sounds kind of serious to sure. me. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of scary proposals out there. And the thing is, they'll never stop. And, and you're right. Whether it's Obama or George W. Bush or whoever it is the next president is, doesn't matter. There will always be more scary proposals for government control, more increased uh, control over your life down the pipe. I mean, they don't get smaller Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Remember when the Republican guy, what was it Trent Lott, I think it was, claimed that they'd cut, they'd Delay. slashed oh. government to the bone back in like 2006? Uh-huh. Oh, no, Ridiculous. No I mean, I, I just, you know, when, when you, you all get time, you know, you're, you're uh, people that do the research on the topic <laughs> y'all talk about a lot, to look into, look, look into this. Brother, you're the guy that does the research. Kevin, just to give you a newsflash here, you are the one who does the research for Free Talk Live. Our callers are the ones that bring us information. Uh, We do not have a crack staff of any sort, shape, or form here. Speak for yourself. We've got a lab full of people in Quantico. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the heads up. 855-450-FREE. No, I mean, seriously, it's really just us. And there's a great board op over at the Genesis Communications Network who's screening your phone calls. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We're doing the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. Though the topic on the table uh, that uh, we would suggest to you is secession. And turns out that some people uh, are saying, hey, let's do this thing, whether they're on the right or the left. People are seeing the value in, uh, in having secession happen because who wants to be saddled with having to deal with people that have a vastly different belief system? Why would you want to have to struggle with those people for all of your life? Doesn't it make sense to have people of a like mindset move to the same place and be in the same general region and vicinity? Makes sense to me. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can uh, We'll continue with your calls here in a moment. also want to invite you to freetalklive.com where you can promote the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get instructions there on how to get a free bumper sticker for Free Talk Live. A nice 11.5 by 3 full-size uh, bumper sticker for you. And then also download uh, you know flyers you can print out, put up around town, hand out to people. You can get web banners and graphics. High, even high-res graphics, the font that we use for the show. So it's all right there at promote.freetalklive.com. In a somewhat related way to secession, the Free State Project is an idea of getting 20,000 people who believe in the ideas of liberty uh, in one state in order to have you know some kind of effect on life in that state. The, the stated purpose is to uh, reduce the government's size to protection of life, liberty, and property. 
Some people think that that uh, the maximum role of government should be less than that. But um, either way, it's the Free State Project, and you find out more at freestateproject.org. Again, freestateproject.org. I picked up and moved my life, Ian. That's right. Yep. It's uh, it's an exciting project, freestateproject.org. We moved together, but not like that. 855-450-FREE. Let's continue to go to Oren, listening in South Carolina. Oren, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just had a couple in in your your statement that, that they should petition uh, secede peacefully. Uh, uh, back in the day of the, the real secession, uh, uh, we had five states, South Carolina being one of them, that had delegates to Washington to peacefully succeed. For about the effort took about a year, uh, uh, and when when negotiation fa- fails, bombs fall. Um, and and what I'm I'm thinking about. Militarily, here in 2012, a military response could happen in minutes as each state decided to declare uh, uh, freedom from the Union. What do you think they would do? Um, huh? What, what do you think they would do if, if uh, let's say, South Carolina decided to call it quits? What do you expect the federal government would do about that? They'd overrun us in minutes. How? Well, they've all their troops are, uh, are well, scattered got, around the world. Federal troops right here in South Carolina. We've got bases all up and down the coast and in interior. They would be activated. So uh, let me they ask would you respond this: respond to the federal government, who would still be in charge of them, not the state. Well, in charge is a funny term. Um, I mean, these people aren't myrmidons, and they're not automatons. Um, I mean, they could uh, certainly. Well, well, they're, well, no, they're not automatons, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they would see the value in preserving the union. You think they'd fire uh, on Americans? And, uh, second, wait a uh, second. Because they're, they're on the federal payroll. I got you. But, uh, no, wait, wait a second. Uh, wait a second. I'm, I've got questions. Is, is Oren? I think that this, Oren? I think that this succession movement is just belly aching. Uh, 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 in, in, in such a dramatic fashion. That well, yeah, it's certainly at this point it hasn't turned into anything significant. Long. That much is true. Mark, did you have a question for Oren? Yeah, I, I just I, I'm trying to, to to really parse out what you think that uh, these troops, these federal troops, are going to do to people. I mean, do you think that if if I do not pick up a weapon, that they're going to shoot me? I mean, non cooperation. Yeah, if, if, if there's a, if there's some kind of militia that attacks. They will fire back. Oh, absolutely, I civilians. That they, yep. they, they pretty much like they did in the in the north. They didn't harass them too much. They just took their groceries and their food, but uh, uh, they didn't actually kill too many civilians in the first war. I think maybe there would be uh, batons and other things issued uh, to fight riots and stuff like that. But wait a minute. But we were talking about a peaceful secession movement, weren't right. we? I, I'm not going to. What f- I'm saying is, fire on Fort Sumter can't allow a secession period, and he's not going to do anything. Until they actually succeed and declare, but what uh, if they do? The what okay, uh, you, you mentioned? Happens, it has to be a military response. Oren, you mentioned if there's a militia, but we weren't talking about that. Let's say South Carolina calls it quits. The state legislature says that's it. We're done. You know, notice of secession. We're out of here. And then that's that. People just go on with their business. Nobody's forming a militia. Nobody's, you know, threatening anybody at the federal government. Well, Nobody's surrounding that's their what base. South Carolina tried. We succeeded. We succeeded months before any actual gunfire happened. Before we, we fired on uh, Fort Sumter here. 
and actually we fired on a transport ship first. Right, but, so uh, you don't uh, fire uh, on them this what time. What I'm saying is, 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 is if negotiations <laughs> fail and, and there's and no negotiating. No, no, no. There's no huh? negotiating. It's we are seceding. Goodbye. Now we announce everyone in South Carolina, you now have no obligation to do what the federal government tells you to do to send them your income tax money to obey their regulations. South Carolina, everybody within it, we have seceded. If you want to keep sending money to the federal government, that's your business. But South Carolina, you know, you don't no, have to I, anymore. I understand that, but you got to understand that troops would roll in and, and do Carolina what? Would they start? Would they start massacring people? That's, that's, that's Are they the going only, to roll the Orin? Option. And at that point, the federal government's not fighting its own citizens. They're fighting a foreign country that has... Are they going uh, to begin massacring people? Are they going to start slaughtering families? The federal government doesn't give a crap about you now, so they'd they'd slaughter you your own citizen. I mean, Obama has uh, made it through the NDAA that he could do such a thing. Because I I supply them income tax money. Uh, Don't don't fool yourself, man. They don't need your income tax money, dude. They're not going to do it, and then then we're going to start a sidestep the IRS and not pay the IRS. What do you Somebody's think they're going to do? Something. Give me a realistic scenario. You're saying they're going to roll in the the troops. What are they going to do? Are they going to hold you at gunpoint and force you to fill out an income tax form? Or are they going to start slaughtering <laughs> families? Maybe murder some children it, it, in the streets? It'll be a repeat of the Civil War. I mean, they, they, no. they're going to make us Don't shoot at their forts. Okay, at, during at the Civil War. I mean, there's no way you can succeed from the Union. Thanks, Oren. Thanks for the call, man. All right. If during the Civil War you had had journalists with pictures and photographs of what happened Internet to Atlanta. Video streaming. Can you imagine vi- streaming video of what it, it's like of going on in Atlanta when they burned the place and raped and pillaged and did all yeah. these horrifying things to Americans? How many people have family or friends in South Carolina? Because you're right, Mark. Back in the 1800s, you didn't have instantaneous video communication. Right there now, wasn't... you have that. Are you know he wouldn't give us a legitimate uh, any kind of. It was just fear mongering. Oh, they're going to kill everything. We're rolling troops. Get us. No, if they roll in troops, then you've got video of troops rolling through the streets of South Carolina. That should be bad enough. But if they then start to, oh, I don't know, rape people, murder them, hang them up, you know, do all kinds of terrible things that military people tend to do when they're in war uh, situations like they, were, they are in, over in Afghanistan, killing some dogs perhaps, uh, you know, you get video of all that. Is that going uh, to make the rest of the people in the country want to stay in the Union too? Is that going to make them want to send in their income tax forms to support that kind of killing of their family members and their friends who live in South Carolina? Really? Well, I do think that if you move troops in to hold an area, because I think that they could move troops into the streets, it's quite possible what he's talking about, um, that somebody's going to fire on them. Um, if, if people are angry enough to secede, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to pull a handgun and try to you know, shoot somebody, some trooper or something like that. And then you might have some kind of situation. I don't know what that's going to look like. The, the, shot fired, the shot heard round the world, it's difficult to know who fired it, right? So... But how is that going to turn out? I don't think they can use troops on Americans. And by the way, Americans is still accurate because we're still on this continent. Uh, so, but do you? I mean, do you agree with me though on the the PR move? There would be a really bad PR for the federal government. I the mean, United States government really ought to spend some time on its own checkbook and stop worrying about whether or not somebody wants to, uh, you know, pay taxes in or not. I am not their tax slave. And Warren pointed it out accurately that he's worth income tax to those people. And he's absolutely right. Warren is 
a live an income tax livestock is income tax livestock to these people. That's what Washington D.C. You mean sees, Warren? War, I thought his name was Warren. I, I thought it was Oren. Okay, the gentleman's name. Uh, the gentleman. The is last co- caller. The last caller is correct. That all you are is livestock to Washington D.C. They believe they own your body. If you leave the country and go work in another place, they'll want taxes from you over there. No other country does this. Only the United States. They be- uh, the government believes it owns your property because otherwise you wouldn't have to pay them annually or biannually or whatever the property tax is in order to live there. But Oren's objection is the key objection to overcome regarding secession, isn't it? Because, you know, his lesson that he was taught is you can't succeed from the United States. He repeated it uh, multiple times during his call, and that's because that's how it was back in the 1800s. They tried it then, and it didn't work. They crushed him militarily, and he believes the exact same thing would happen today. Well, and let it's me ridiculous. Well, no, it's not ridiculous. I mean, it's it's a question that's worth worthy. They don't of have the, out. they don't have the manpower. The fact is, is that you're not going to have secession until you have a great deal of nullification. Several states like Washington and Colorado, California, for 15 years has had medical marijuana. Maybe it's even 20 now. The feds haven't rolled troops in there. What the states need to do is tell the federal government, no, we're not going to do this. No, we're not playing with your unfunded mandates. No, we're in charge. All right, eight five five four fifty free. You're welcome to share your thoughts. Hour number two is on the way live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from mother's ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition. You don't have to talk about secession to get on the air with us here tonight, but that is the topic we started the show with, so certainly your thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And, by the way, I want to welcome our newest affiliate, WEZS AM 1350 in Laconia. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Awesome. Yeah, which is the Lakes region, as it is called. Very pretty region of New Hampshire. And, I was uh, just there today, as a matter of fact. Were you way up there? Yeah, there's a, play, a cool place called Fun Spot, which is the world's largest arcade. Okay. Yeah, hmm. it was cool. And, and actually, while uh, I was there, uh, Julia was with me, and uh, somebody from the Porcupine Freedom Festival just happened to be there uh, as well. So it was kind of cool. Just, you just run into somebody that you know there. They got a biker event that goes on in Laconia. It's huge. That's uh, Bike Week, I believe, right? Yeah. So, like bike Week in Daytona, too. I don't know. Yeah, don't so know. now the bikers will be able to listen to Free Talk Live when they're in town, which is cool. So welcome aboard to all of our new listeners in the Laconia area and any listeners that were listening previously online that can now hear us on the radio, which is always that kind of cool factor. 
know, if you've listened to Free Talk Live forever on the internet, and then all of a sudden we're on the radio waves in your area, I think there's a there's kind of a fun factor there. I agree. 855-450-FREE. Let's continue here. We're going to go to you and your thoughts. We've got Denny on the line in northern Minnesota listening to WNMT. Hey, Denny. Hi, how you doing? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard you talking about secession and all those red states that want to secede. I wonder how much the uh, seniors would enjoy that if they pulled away from the union. And uh, that, by the way, is the union that holds their Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, that'd uh, probably be a real problem. Also, yeah, it'd be a real problem. Also, most of the red states are where our military bases are at. So we could pull our military bases out of there, move them to the blue states, uh, building up the economy in the blue states. and How would that build the, the economy in the blue states? To bring the military up there? Yeah. How would that build the economy? The military is a drain on the economy. There's an awful lot of people that work at those military bases. That's, that's I don't think that there's any significant. There's not a significant amount of people. I mean, okay. you're not talking about a. Let's be clear on what okay. builds the economy. We could move the defense contractors also out of the red states. Well, that has certainly hurt them. Defense contractors uh, really don't. Wait, wait, wait. Defense contractors really don't build the economy either. You build the economy with value. With value with things that you can use: cars you can drive, houses you can live in, dishwashers you can wash your dishes in, planes uh, that can drop bombs. Mark, that's no, not building the economy. No, planes that drop bombs, things that go kaboom and blow into little pieces, don't build the economy because they're not value. They do not create value. People who work for the government and don't provide, you know, don't build things and create things, they're not providing value either they're 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 a net drain on the economy okay well you'd also mentioned the uh uh paying your uh, property taxes to the federal government no 100 percent of your property taxes goes to the state government i don't think we said anything no, about I, I that i was saying that the government claims your land and i would say that uh, likely the state government itself is the one that gives towns and and counties and these kind of municipal organizations the ability to tax in the same way that a lord uh would tax serfs in the past it was called a quit rent and now it's called a property tax it's really the same thing but um, you do you do understand that the federal government claims your body, and then I guess it's the local and state governments that claim your land. Yep. Well, I think you just have to get your facts straight. What did we screw up, Denny? Can you clear that up for me? Yep. Well, I think you just have to get... Oh, you got a bad cell. Apologize about that. 855-450-FREE. His phone dropped out there. Let's continue. I guess I spit it out so quickly he didn't like the uh, sort of the order that I was talking about. These people in the government, I believe, is what I caveated that statement with. 855-450-3733. Now, New Hampshire isn't a red state or a blue state. It kind of flips around. It's more of like a purple state. There, there's a bunch of independent-minded folks here. Most people are registered as undeclared. Uh, they're not registered as uh, Democrats or Republicans here. So mm-hmm. it is a very uh, independent-minded place. Man, it'd be great if they shut down the military bases. Please, if New Hampshire secedes, I would love it if any military uh, installations went right ahead and uh, else go elsewhere. I want nothing to do with the world's largest uh, and most aggressive military being based anywhere near me. Thanks. Uh, Costa Rica has no military, um, somehow or another. They have national police, but that's about it. Right. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. Let's continue, and we'll talk to uh, John, listening in Virginia Beach to WNIS. Hey, John. Hello, gentlemen. How are you all? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I think the last gentleman touched on a couple of things that... uh, um, I think you, I think you misunderstood what he was trying to say about the military and the value that they bring to a community. All the salaries that the military have go in to provide 
to the local community, and that's a tremendous influx of cash. But they were stolen from the local community first. Don't forget that. Well... See, because if I get to keep the money that I earn, if I get to, well, taxes are stealing. So let's define, let's define stealing. Stealing is taking something from somebody that they don't want to give you. Income taxes are generally collected through fear of going to jail. Therefore, taxes are theft. So, yes, I will agree with you that if you steal money from everybody in the nation and then concentrate the the paying out of that money in small pockets, that it is beneficial for those small pockets. Right. But ultimately, it's not beneficial to me because I want to keep the money that I earned in the first place so I can decide to spend it or save it or Uh, give it away in the way that's best for me. He was trying to bring up the value that the military that the military or having a military base brings to the local economy. Yep. He was saying tremendous. that it creates value. And I, I agree with you that if you steal a bunch of money from everybody and then you, you know, go into... There's, one... there's a lot of people in the, in the local economy that are not associated with the military that benefit from yes. the everyday things. So, I don't so think anyway, we're communicating that, that was, effectively that here. My main focus. But I that doesn't build the economy. About what was talking about. But that doesn't build the economy. I mean, it just it's, restructures it's, it's, it's the money. A re- in it. It's a de- uh, it's a money distribution system. Yeah. So look, John, the, if you well, really it, want to it help, it is what it is. And, but they do provide a lot of support uh, to a lot of to a lot of economies. So, you can a lot of local economies. So sell a lot anyway, of cheese, but they had to steal the money first. Do, do, don't you agree that it's wrong to steal money from folks? I absolutely agree that it's wrong to steal money from folks. And that's why we have a. That's why we have a democratic republic. <laughs> so, you don't get to vote uh, to make stealing legitimate, dude. Just because a bunch of people think it's okay to steal doesn't make it it's okay. Well, I didn't write the Constitution. And, Neither did uh, I. And, I. and no government, no government is perfect, but I think the one we have is probably better than. So you're making an world. excuse for stealing just because it's the best stealing system in the world? No, let's let's anyways let's. Yeah, I you just move right on then. Go ahead. It. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff. I know you certainly don't want to address the cognitive dissonance you're feeling right now, so go right ahead with your other topic. I'm sorry? I said I know you don't want to address the cognitive dissonance you might be experiencing right now, so go right ahead with your other topic, sir. (laughs) I haven't cognitive dissonance. Okay, then. Um, But uh, one of the points points that Warren was unable to express to you is how would the federal government move into, uh, say, South Carolina? Well, the first thing they would do I think y'all touched on it a little bit, is that they would commandeer, uh, they would commandeer all of the uh, financial institutions that they have control over through the federal programs, and that's how they would manipulate and control the people. Now, the counter to that is the Second Amendment, and I agree nope. with, and I'm not sure who, I'm not sure which one of you said it, but I think I think it would spiral down quickly because I think somebody who is less than totally uh, aware of the situation would make a mistake and they would fire, they would take a firearm and they would, and this thing would quickly escalate and get out of hand. I think that but, somebody's going to shoot somebody. I agree with you. That might be a realistic again, prediction. Know, I think at that point, and I think at that point you're going to see, you're going to see a huge uh, tear in the tapestry of this country because there's a lot of people that are active duty military 
that will refuse to take an order to fire on another Good. Event. I hope so. And I and thank you for the call well, tonight, so John. I appreciate and, hearing you from know, you but, at 855-450-FREE. I don't agree that uh, the Second Amendment is the solution to, you know, whatever financial takeover he's talking about. Well, whatever, he's talking about ta- whatever the over. Second Amendment was supposed to be a solution for, it's failed. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> he's talking about taking over the banking system, basically, in South Carolina if they were to secede. That the solution is not to arm up and uh, and threaten anybody. The solution is bitcoins or gold and silver or gold and silver. You value backed money, market based currencies. You work around their system. You don't need their money. You don't need their dollar. Eight five five four fifty free. We've got the solution for you. We'll tell you more about it here in a short moment. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. You want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealestate.com This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And with you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. All right, so you can take control here uh, of these airwaves. We are talking about secession primarily. And in the last segment, somebody suggested that well, if a state were to secede, the federal government would just take control of the banking system and would totally screw everything up. And I and, agree that a couple of decades ago that this would likely have been something that they could do. But let's not forget that Utah just recently made gold and silver legal tender in the state. Uh, there are movements all over the United States to make gold and silver legal tender. Uh, th- the fact is, is that a lot of people see the devaluation of the currency under the Federal Reserve at this point to be a terrible thing for freedom. And I agree with them completely. There's another option, though, and it's one that's being employed in Greece and in Argentina by individuals who understand what's happening in those areas and the devaluation of their currencies. It's called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a uh, it's an online currency. It's a mathematical problem that is uncrackable by today's standards. It is mathematically impossible to counterfeit bitcoins. It is mathematically impossible for anyone to inflate bitcoins. And by inflate, I mean create new ones. There isn't a logarithm for creating new ones until they get to 21 million. But uh, that's now we're going into uh, advanced bitcoin studies. And you have complete control over your money. If you have your money in a bank and there was a secession situation, I'm not saying that I believe that there's going to be a secession situation. But if you have a ba- your money in a bank at that situa- at that time, yeah, who's are they going to give you your money? It seems unlikely. The federal government they they are beholden to the federal government and they will take people's money if that's what they feel like doing. They can't do that with Bitcoin. 
If you have your Bitcoins in a Bitcoin wallet, either on your computer or online, they can't take them from you. You can go from country. Not unless you give it to them. Yeah, you can go from country to country. I can put all my money into Bitcoins here in New Hampshire. Yeah. I can fly to Burma. And as long as I can get on a computer, I can get Bitcoins and you know spend them and do whatever I want right there. That's right. To get your find out about Bitcoins, you go to weusecoins.org. Actually, go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We've got links there for you yes. uh, that allow you to go to all these locations. If you want a free online wallet that will allow you to send money to people's email accounts, your Facebook friends, or to anyone's cell phone number in any country around the world for free, go to blockchain.info. Did you add that, by the way, that link to yes. uh, uh, Bitcoin? So that, that all those links are right there at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We think that this is the most important invention of this decade, and it could be the most important invention since the Internet. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Larry's in Battle Creek, Michigan, listening to WBCK-FM. Hey, Larry. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, can I make a couple quick comments, responses to the previous callers before I make my main point? Go for it. Uh, uh, you know, a couple people are talking about Social Security and that sort of thing. And here's an example. My, my, I, was, I was an adult during the Kent State time, but before I talk about that, I have an older brother who has lived in almost his entire adult life in Europe um, and in Germany, and he's never paid U.S. taxes. He's maintained his citizenship, and he has had no problems. In fact, he is collecting Social Security over in Europe. So mm. if a state succeeded, they would pay the people to Social Security just like they pay Social Security people their money in Canada. But if they pay them and if they move to Europe, they still get their Social Security. That's so an interesting point. However, it's worth pointing out they aren't obligated to do that. The federal government could stop do, well, doing that at any point. Yes, they could, but, but imagine the problem that would call worldwide. I mean, it would just be, be and, horrendous. And I would hope, I would, I would like to point out, I would hope that if a state seceded, that they're not going to hold their citizens in there like a prison camp and not let them, right. you know, if, if, you, if Florida secedes and old people want to get their Social Security money, they're being denied that, they'll move to Arizona that hasn't seceded hey, or whatever. Hey, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, is you guys are absolutely right when it comes to government workers. The guy talking about military bases. You know, if you do the simple math of it, the average American pays about 10% of federal income taxes. So it comes out on average. That means we need 10 people paying taxes for every government worker who's employed. So okay. government workers are a drain on the economy. Absolutely. Once we get to, once we get to more than 10% government workers in this country, with the scale has tipped, and you can't recover. And that's what's happened in Greece. They have something like twenty percent government employees. Well, let's not and forget the. Let's not forget the contractors. I mean, there's a lot of when you start counting yeah. government employees, families of government employees, and yeah. people yeah. that work for companies that have government contracts. I've heard the numbers as high as fifty percent of people. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if my wife was a government employee, I'm still. Uh, you know, I, I still am earning things from the federal government because obviously the right. family unit's being paid. My rich race for calling is I loved your guy talking about the idea of the Civil War would now. You know, like I said from a second ago, I was in college during the Kent State time. And just that incident of people firing on peacefully organizing students was the beginning of the downfall of Lyndon Johnson's presidency. Yeah. Yes, there was there were protests against Vietnam, but it hit it, it took off when military people killed somebody. Absolutely. It's, it's and the, they found out since then that it was government provocateurs. That, uh, that had right. yeah, started that. Look, uh, that would be a perfect example for people as to why secession is necessary. This government is out of control. Look at this. They're slaughtering they their own people. They were out of people. control in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, 
and the thing is, if you think about it, you know, with, with the media, the social media like it is today, you guys are absolutely right. It would be a thousand times more immediate than the Kent State one was. Yep. You know, Great point tonight, Larry. Yeah, so but I love you guys, so I don't catch it very often, but when I do it, you guys, you, know, you really get people to think, and I love when people well. call in. Who really haven't thought through what they're saying before they call in? Most people haven't, and most people haven't. They just listen to something they hear on the radio from some talk show host, and they believe that that's the truth, and they take them at their word because they figure, oh, they got a microphone, they must know something. Uh, You know, hey, please don't take us at our word. Check out what we're saying. And I think a lot of people say the things they like about Free Talk Live is that uh, we encourage folks to think uh, and you know come to independent conclusions. I, I I hope folks don't need my encouragement to think. Well, what. Whatever it takes. Uh, I'm glad people are, are asking questions. And Larry, the reason why you don't hear us very often is because we're only on Saturday nights there on uh, Battle yeah. Creek's WBCK. So what I'd recommend is you call up Tim uh, Tim Collins, the program director there. Tell him thanks. Tell him thanks for airing Free Talk Live. And then ask him for uh, for more of the show. And I'll tell you guys, too, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything you guys say, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> what I love about the show is that you get people thinking and you get in a good conversation. Thank that's what's good about it. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate job. your call and your time tonight. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't think uh, my wife agrees with everything I say. <laughs> for folks uh, for folks that don't know, maybe you've only ever heard the show on Saturday nights on your local talk radio station. We do it seven nights a week. We're here doing Free Talk Live every single night from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. So if you are not hearing all seven nights on your local talk station, it doesn't hurt to give them a call and say, hey, thanks for airing. I heard Free Talk Live. Really enjoy the show. But I would really enjoy hearing it as many nights as possible. So if you can add us, you know, if you can add them in every night of the week, that'd be great. And it's a nice positive comment. Uh, you're not, you know, downing anything that the station's doing or anything like that. So it's a nice thing to do. And you know, program director appreciates a good positive comment rather than somebody calling with a complaint because that's usually what they hear from people. Yeah. Eight five five four fifty free. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. You may dial in and bring up anything. 1-855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free live. Saturday edition, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you, lots of them, including the listening options, live streams. Uh, we've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. You can uh, listen to uh, whichever one fits your internet connection the best. They're all free over at listen.freetalklive.com. And in addition to that, of course, over 100 
uh, great radio stations from coast to coast that air the show at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week. In addition to that, we're up on the KU Band free-to-air channels. Uh, you can find us there as well on Galaxy 19 all across North America. Uh, webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way too. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. Strategic Survival. It's a book. It's a book you need to have. The fact is, survival situations can come on us at any time. Take a look at what happened with Hurricane Sandy turning into a nor'easter of 100 miles wide and digging a groove through both New York and uh, New Jersey and cutting off power all the way out to West Virginia. Terrible situation. People that were prepared with food and generators in situations like that that were far better off than those who were unprepared. Strategic survival gives you ways to prepare in all kinds of situations, not just emergency, weather emergencies and and that sort of thing, but all kinds of situations. And you need to have this book. It's strategicsurvival.com. It'll give you the the knowledge that they have in this book will allow you to turn uh, to have practice and training in order to turn fear into confidence. It's strategicsurvival.com. All right. Let's continue with you and your calls. Kelvin in Colorado on the amp lines. Hey, Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Kelvin? Hey, Ian. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, uh, the first time I uh, I heard about this secession thing, I thought you were, like, completely insane. <laughs> and, but uh, you planted the seed, and I've been mulling over for, you know, this year or so. I've been listening to the show. Um, and as a practical matter, I guess it looks to me like New Hampshire is actually in a fairly uh, enjoyable or, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I had to run to get the phone. <laughs> it's, a, it's in a good uh, position to secede. Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. Because uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, what is it, 14 miles of seacoast yep. and an inter- international border with Canada. So you've got trade routes there. Uh, it's a donor state, so they, you know, the, the feds can't say, oh, well, you owe us. You know, we've been giving you all this money for all these years, and now you can't just walk away. And- right. So by donor state, you mean New Hampshire, yeah. uh, the people of New Hampshire pay in more to the federal government than the federal government returns to them in whatever various subsidies that uh, the feds hand out to the state. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if it's been that way for a long, long time or just recent or whatever. But anyhow, currently, that's the situation. Uh, another good thing is I, I believe this Seabrook Nuclear Power Station, is that in New Hampshire or is that Vermont? It sounds like Seabrook. Uh, there's a another one called uh, Vermont Yankee that's uh, just across the, the Connecticut River. Correct. Okay. So you've got a, a good uh, power, power supply. Uh, one bad thing maybe is the Portsmouth. Naval Shipyard there, which is a major submarine base. So I, I don't know what would happen with, with that situation. Well, um, I don't think that and, secession's anything that, uh, that that we in New Hampshire have to worry about in the next decade or so. I mean, I, I like the you idea. You never know, man. I like the idea of people talking about it because it gives them the emotional power to set, tell the federal government to take a long walk off of a short pier. Well, like Kelvin said, I mean, he heard about it the first time, thought it was crazy. Now, a year later, he's had a time to think about it, and it's you. grown on him. I hear you. Yeah, and actually, this was before all the you know petitions and stuff were going in. I've been meaning to call about this for the last, you know... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've been talking about secession before it was cool on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Uh, and it would be good if, 
you know, if this ever did happen, you know, just fantasizing or whatever, if you could get uh, Vermont and Maine to go too, because then you'd have a nice uh, contiguous block there. Now, the uh, people that have been talking about rolling the tanks in and all that, uh, if we look at how the United States deals with other countries that they're, uh, you know, pissed off with or whatever, the first thing that seems to happen is uh, the, quote, crippling sanctions. So you might have uh, look to look forward to the borders being sealed off and naval blockade and stuff like that, and that would be very, uh, very bad. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some show prep up there about uh, you know claiming that uh, actually crippling sanctions are. You know, it you may know, look, uh, it may be one you. thing, Kelvin, when the United States federal government talks about, oh, we've got sanctions on Iran, uh, because people don't really understand what that means. I don't think. I know that I didn't necessarily when I first heard what the term was. Sanctions it doesn't sound like anything too serious, but it does really mean blocking off food, medicine, shipments uh, from getting into a place. So sanctions are really horrible. Uh, but I think the the rest of the people in the country would start to understand what sanctions were when they realized that their loved ones and coworkers, perhaps, or you know, people that they know in New Hampshire, are being starved de- to death uh, by the federal government. So it would really, I think, shine. A spotlight on what that really means, and it would not look good for them. That's true. But uh, a lot of people, you know, have, like when I went through government school, it was uh, the war between the states, and it was about the South trying to secede, and Lincoln helped the country together, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there, that's what immediately comes to mind, or at least to my mind when I first heard of it, was, well, we had the Civil War and see how that worked yeah, out. That's, so, that's, the, no common, that's the most common response. And I, I, I think that, that's, yeah. that, by the way, is the very best reason for secession. If you're scared the federal government's going to roll tanks in on you, if your state decides to secede, for God's sake... Let's get away from these crazy people that no want doubt. to roll in tanks. Tell them thanks <laughs> for the sanctions on us. Appreciate your call and thoughts tonight, man. Yeah? Uh, I'd, I'd really like it if uh, uh, Mark would go and see that Lincoln movie that's coming out and then kind of give his impression. Mm. I, know I can't, a, I can't a, imagine a, spending money on that movie. I mean, it's going to be Hollywood well, I, propaganda all up and down. That's what I was suspecting, and I was uh, hoping maybe we could get a... A debunking of that. Uh, hit, I believe that you can find that over at lourockwell.com. I think that there's already <laughs> been some kind of a piece posted there about it. So I thank you for the call. Check that out. And I'm sure you can find some libertarian who went to see it and uh, will debunk it. I've I thought about it. going. I just don't want to put money into I hear uh, their you. pockets. I hear you. Let's continue. You can always download something from, from Torrent. Right? Yeah, like I know how to do that. <laughs> Let's continue with your calls and thoughts. Lord Keynes, uh, Beyond the Grave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Millie. How are you? Good. We're, we're pretty busy on the phones, Keen, so we don't have time for an economic lecture uh, series tonight. Oh, oh I, okay. I just wanted to uh, mention that uh, currency is all fiat, even if it's bitcoins or if it's gold or if it's the U.S. dollar. It's every, every little bit of it, um, the only value it has is what, what, what you put into it. And so um, when... When, uh, if you were to remove, if you think about the economy and remove. Hello? Okay, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened there. Connections with the beyond nether, the grave. Yeah, connections with the netherworld. Uh, John, John Maynard Keynes. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, the, the the hotline with God there fell off. Maybe he was trying to uh, contact us through a medium, and she just, you know, I don't know, got a, she ran out of time or now, something. Why like does that. the medium have to be a woman? 
uh, it's traditional. It, didn't uh, didn't well, no uh, Houdini did medium stuff? Did he now? As I as I understand, <laughs> he did hocus pocus bullcrap. Well, let me say something to what he said there though before we go on with your calls. Uh, is all currency fiat, Mark? I don't agree. Kind of. Um, it, it, okay, fiat so it's is, not, is it's by not arbitrary. Fiat, it's not fiat in the sense that a uh, a lord says by so, by fiat that right. this is money. Like somebody had to go and mine that silver and gold out of the ground. Nobody just willed that into existence, which is kind of the, to me the definition of fiat, where some uh, you know dictator or central banker can wave his magic wand and increase the uh, the money supply by you know changing a few zeros, uh, adding to some decimals in a computer system, or cranking out some money out of a printing press. Yep. You know, gold and silver is real. It's something tangible, something that somebody had to put some effort and, and some work into. Well, it doesn't matter whether you have to put effort and work into it. That doesn't matter. What matters is is that people have value in it. I mean, well, that's the part I agree with. Like, if people didn't value gold and silver, then it wouldn't be worth anything, obviously. And, and so it's fiat from the perspective of. The value is arbitrary based on what people's use for it is. I think I the value is arbitrary is probably the way to... A better way to state that, yeah. 855-450-FREE. Still, time for you, your thoughts. Plenty of it, as a matter of fact. It's the live Saturday edition of the show. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you. And if you want, you can support the show. One of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. There are links there to Amazon. Now, there are different Amazons. There's Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, and Amazon US. You click into the right Amazon for you and just get your shopping taken care of. It's the same great Amazon experience that you're used to. Same great prices, free super saver shipping, huge selection, all the reviews, everything you're used to about Amazon. It's just you're entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of Amazon's profits. It's that simple. You get your shopping done, get the stuff you need for you, get the stuff you want Get the stuff you want to get for your friends or your loved ones this holiday season. Of course, great time to do it is uh, now over at shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue, we will take your calls about what you want. Let's go to Joe, listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSCFM. Hey, Joe. Joe in South Carolina, going once. Yeah. Hey, Joe, go ahead with your uh-huh. thoughts. Uh-huh. I was putting on something to my daughter the other day about she was talking about everybody needs a job. And I said, well, Obamacare is going to get tons of jobs. She said, well, how's that, Dad? And I said, well, because everybody's going to get their hours cut, which means instead of having 200 hours between four people, they'll have eight people for the same 200 hours. So they don't have to give them insurance. Mm. So it'll look like Obama goes, hey, um, look at the unemployment rates going down. When all actuality, the same amount of money is going into the um, economy. So you're saying everybody will have to have two or three or four jobs in order to make mm-hmm. the same amount of money. And I, I try to get people to understand this when I tell them. I said, 
if you if a guy makes like a business owner makes a million dollars this year, and next year they tax them twenty five percent more, how much does he make? And they look at me to try to figure. I said, no, he makes a million dollars the next year. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they're taxing. These guys are rich. They know how to work things. They'll figure it out. That's why they have companies because their point. intelligence to get in. Well, I, you know, I, I agree that generally that uh, rich people are better at filling out their tax forms and keeping more of their money than, than poor people are. But the largest tax burden, it falls upon the rich, um, specifically in the income tax. And I don't think that's true. The largest tax burden falls on the poor by proportion of the money that they make. Poor people pay more taxes by proportion as far as percentage mm-hmm. of their income. Not income tax. Than, uh, I mean, overall taxes. Yep, I agree. Poor people as pay more than rich people sure. as a percentage of their income, which means it's, it hurts them even more. But go ahead. That's it. Okay. Anything else, Joe? Um, no. Um, I wanted to bring up another one. You heard about the Denny's adding the uh, Obama tax to their food now? Denny's is adding Obama tax to your food. This was a. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, this is not a nationwide story. This is a Denny's in South Florida, correct? They, I think that's it. Yeah, they add, they're adding five percent to um, all orders <laughs> for Denny's to cover the new cost for Obama. I think it's great. I wonder I if that's the I, same Denny's. And thanks for the call, Joe. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I wonder if that's the same Denny's. Mark, you remember a decade ago when we started doing the show, our very first topic that we covered was the smoking, smoking ban yeah. that they started in Florida. And there was some Denny's in South Florida that com- combated the smoking ban because what the, the, the way they set it up in Florida was they were banning smoking from every indoor business uh, except... freestanding... No, no, no. Unless the business sold uh was like a bar that only sold 15 percent of their total sales of food yeah so basically what denny's did was they made it so you had to uh you had to buy a drink uh essentially you would buy you'd pay like a you know you'd buy like a ten dollar drink and you'd get a free grand slam with the drink and that way all they had on their uh their sales sheets were beverage, were, beverage, were beverages beverage. yeah and so i wonder it, it sounds like the same guy right like kind of the smart ass way to run a business yeah. and make get some publicity out of it by the way in florida you had to be a freestanding building also and under that to be a bar that was uh, a bar Let's continue here. Uh, we'll continue with your calls, your thoughts. Dan, listening to WNIS in Newport News, Virginia. Hey, Dan. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show, guys. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. On tonight's um, show with Succession, um, it's yeah, succession. I've, I've been really watching this and laughing. Succession, I'm sorry. No I've problem. been watching this and having a blast um, on, on, on the Facebook campaign because here in Virginia, uh, some of the these people that are signing on, they, uh, they're they mostly mad because their guy didn't, uh, Mitt Romney didn't get elected. Yeah. Yeah. But these are the same people who are so dependent on the government. And I, I understand what the earlier callers were saying about the bases. Now, I want you to understand, I am for fiscal cliff, and I agree with what you're saying about the bases. The military is a drain on the economy. But these are the people who, I, I tell them, you know, you want you want less government, you want less tax. We'll give up your job down here at the shipyard. If 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 Virginia secedes, are you going to tell them to come on down here to Newport News and get all your aircraft carriers and get the Navy out of here and mm. do all this? What are you going to do for a job then? Who's going to give you unemployment? Not going to be any unemployment because not enough people are going to have jobs to support the system. So I I have I've just been having a blast with this. Well, the jobs. Well, hold on a second. I mean, if if a state secedes. The economy will likely improve there because they'll be able to keep all the money that they're sending off to the federal government, which can create new jobs. I think he's claiming that the Newport News is uh, the shipyard. There is mostly federal money that's shipping in, that's coming in. Right. That's, yeah. They'll these, find these, work elsewhere. These, right. These same now Jacksonville, Florida, they did fine when they lost the carrier. They thought they were going to die. But yeah, here, I mean, uh, but they made it. 
Yeah, I mean, anybody that loses a job, if they want another job, they'll find one. I mean, they can be absorbed into something else. Now, it may not be in the exact same industry. Uh, you might have to go and flip some burgers or drive a cab. Mark, you drove a cab once when you were in between some work. Uh, yeah, it wasn't so, much fun. No, but but it's right. something you were willing to do. So for, for anyone that's willing to work, there's usually work out there for them. Right, but the, the, the point is a lot of these people who are claiming they want to succeed, certainly not you guys, but a lot of these people are the ones who are the most dependent on the government, and they claim that they're the biggest patriots. I said, really, would you really be willing to fire upon a fully um, a, a U.S. Marine? Would you be willing to fire upon that person if they came here to preserve the Union? Did you not see the Civil War and what it could turn out to be? I could, I could maybe see Texas pulling it off. I just couldn't. I think it would be more difficult with Virginia pulling it I'm off. I'm not willing right to fire now. on anybody. I'd just like to put that out there. I, I want secession to be a peaceful uh, method. And, and if the government wants to agitate and rattle a saber, I'm not going to lower myself to their level. There's plenty that we can do of a civilly disobedient uh, nature. If nobody fills out an income tax form, what the hell are they going to do about it? I think Shoot the, everyone? I think the very best uh, states that are poised to do this would be states like Hawaii, Alaska, Texas, maybe Vermont. New Hampshire. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it takes. I don't think New Hampshire's there. Uh, you'd like it to be New Hampshire, but I don't think it's there. Um, it, well, that, it, it takes a yeah. certain psychograph. It takes a. It, it takes a, a certain sort of uh, thought process. Well, going right. On the, those the only place that's going to be able to secede is if people have come to the mindset that that's something they want. Agreed. Oh, I would love less. I would love less federal government. Like I said, I'm right there with you guys, and I, I think you guys have the more pure mindset. And that, no, this is something we really want. So, I appreciate your call right, and thoughts tonight, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 855-450-FREE. Kenneth's in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Kenneth. Hi. Um, I thought I'd start out by saying a buy it is a decree. Buy it money is money by law. Okay? All that's right. what it is. Okay, that, that, that's all there is about that. So therefore, Bitcoin um, does not qualify as uh, fiat since it's, it's not by law. Right. Nor does, exactly. nor does gold and silver. Right. Um, also, for the gentleman that likes uh, Democratic Republic, uh, what he called it anyway. Uh, democracy is two wolves and a sheep settling on dinner. Yeah. And that's, that's indeed. And you saw that in the last election. The 51 beat the 49. Now they're going to inflict punishment on them. Absolutely. And, and this is the other 51 49. They did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, yeah, it, absolutely. That's correct. And this is what's really <laughs> sort of dumb about this is that somehow or another, um, 49% of the population, which is a large percentage of the population, has to choke it down and do whatever the 51% says. This is a dumb system. But they will, Mark, in the hopes that sometime in the future oh, yeah. they'll get the control. They'll lump it so that they can go ahead and shove it down there at the other guy's throat later. And this is really just a way to keep on accepting the system that was originally forced down your throat by a monarchy or some other. It's well put, Kenneth. Of, you know, dealing with it because it's the monster we know. Anything um, else you want to anyway, share? What I called about, yes, what I called about was what's being called the Respect States and Citizens' Rights Act of 2012. It was introduced by Colorado Representative Diana DeGette, and um, what it does is it modifies the Controlled Substances Act of the U.S. government, um, and basically it's really short. I can read it to you. It's super All short. Right. Um, by striking no provision and inserting in general except as provided in subsection B, no provision, and by adding at the end the following. Special rule regarding state marijuana laws. In the case that any state law that pertains to marijuana, no provision in this title shall be construed as indicating an intent 
on the part of the Congress to occupy the field in which that provision operates, including criminal penalties, to the exclusion of the state law on the same subject matter, nor shall any provision of this title be construed as preempting any such... Too long, too confusing. Sorry, Kenneth. Appreciate the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Please don't call and read laws on the air. I mean, if it was like one line, maybe, but they generally aren't. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next. You can take control of the airwaves. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. You, as always, can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. We've been talking mostly about secession and some uh, tangentially related topics. Of course, you can bring up anything. 855-450-FREE. With you in the studio here, it's Ian. And Mark. Hey, we're going to continue with your calls, your thoughts. First, we'll go to Jerry listening in Oklahoma to Resistance Radio in Oklahoma City. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes, uh, good program, Amosession. All this talk about secession and things that uh, political secession, I don't think it uh, really work. It, what they're going to have to do is, uh, in essence, an economic uh, secession. Uh, it wouldn't work this year, but say if uh, the governors of the states that want to secede uh, were to unite and uh, tell the businesses within the borders of their states, stop with, uh, sending, uh, withholding tax to the federal government, and then uh, the uh, citizens within the state uh, would uh, be filing the uh, IRS. Instead of to the IRS, they'd send it to the state. And then uh, the businesses would have a financial incentive in this uh, because uh, uh, they would no longer have to comply with all these odious federal regulations. Oh, yeah. And the thing is that uh, when you figure the uh, cost that every business has, uh, 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 it pay, uh, Complying. To comply with uh, laws, uh, tax huge, laws, regulations, everything else. If they paid that money to the state instead, the state would be, uh, all these states would be doing very well financially. Or how about give all their workers uh, an increased take-home pay? Because all the, there's a bunch of money, you know, 15% going to Social Security for each employee. I mean, or six, 13%. Oh, oh, we have to deal with that yet. I mean, the, uh, the uh, people are still going to want to get... Uh, uh, a retirement income. The thing is, yeah, There's plenty uh, of retirement have, plans uh, plan out there for uh, for folks to invest yeah. money in, and they can take their own money and, and set up their own retirements, or or Absolutely. businesses can recommend uh, you know retirement companies. You know, have a preferred retirement company yeah. that can help folks with that. IRAs for the senior citizens and those who are uh, almost senior citizens. You know, those are over sixty. Uh, they'd be caught in a bit of a bind. Yep. With, uh, uh, 
thing is, uh, City of Austin, Texas, uh, opted out of Social Security, and they're doing very well. Well, you say they're you say they're in a bind, and I'd like to know more about what you're saying about Austin. But you say those folks are in a bind. It's only temporary because remember, those people are getting paid their Social Security from taxes that are being collected today. It's not like their of money's course. sitting in an account somewhere. All that money's coming from existing taxpayers. So all those existing yeah. taxpayers would have all their money that they get to keep, and if they want to send some of that to Grandma and Grandpa or some you know, older folks that they yeah. know, they're certainly welcome yeah. to do so. Now, what's this claim about the city of Austin? Okay, the thing with Austin, Texas, now, uh, uh, many years ago, they a- actually opted out of Social Security. They set up their own uh, program down there, and all the people who were enrolled within that program are doing very well financially when they retire. Instead of uh, worrying about the pittance that they get, uh, uh, others would get from Social Security, uh, they're getting fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. This so, is news to me. This uh, is the employees of Austin because uh, the city of Austin uh, had set this up uh, and invested the money uh, and, and did what Social Security should have done in the first place. And so they actually have funds down there, uh, which are set up, and, uh, and uh, uh, Joe Smith has actually got an account down there with money in it instead of an IOU. This is very interesting. Uh, according to – where did you get this information? I heard this uh, years ago. I can't remember where I came across, but this was uh, – I heard about this over 10 years ago that uh, they'd done this. and uh, they, uh they had done this. Yeah, uh, when they did it, it was a lot more than ten years ago. Uh, but uh, they had opted out of Social Security, and uh, uh, they were doing uh, financially. The, the people in that program are doing extremely well. The thing is, that, uh, for the states, uh, you know, uh, I think they uh, even those that are uh, recipient states would be able to do. Well, when the businesses within the state uh, see the financial benefit of not having to hire all the tax attorneys to comply with federal oh, it'd be huge, it'd be huge. EPA regulations. Good points tonight, Jerry. Else. I do appreciate your call and thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I know we have a number of uh, folks in the Liberty Movement down in Austin, so I wonder how familiar they are with that claim. Now you know it's the. I, I'd be interested in hearing that too. You know, he's talking about city employees of. Of Austin, right? That's the understanding that I got from okay. the statement. But still, it's pretty amazing that anybody would be able to do that. I mean, to opt out of Social Security. Mark, you thought that you had opted out of Social Security. Turns out you were wrong. All this yep. time, you've been saying you weren't paying Social Security. Turns out I am. Uh, you have been. That's what Can the you small, explain that? The small business tax, uh, self-employment tax, self-employment tax, I believe is what So it's you're called. saying there's some line on your taxes that it's not, it doesn't reference Social Security at all. Nope. It's called something completely something different. Like small, small business, or excuse me, self-employment tax and uh, You've been paying that the whole time. Having to pay that, um, having to file that. What if I thought, you don't? Well, what happens if you don't pay the money that uh, on your that you, in the income tax form you file? So is it just social if you security? Just send, or is it, if you just fill out the the form and you send it in, then they're going to uh, you know assess. So it's all lumped in with the the income yep, tax. Just calling it income, basically. Hmm. So you're yeah, that's a bummer. So the only Sorry way to, to get out of paying Social Security, the only way to avoid the government's mandated retirement program that has a terrible payout and is uh, racist and sexist and all the things that it is, is to stop filing income tax. and every- Which I support. And I think that uh, that more people should. And, and I, it brings me back to that point about economic succession, as he was pointing out, the last caller. 
Uh, I think that's an interesting point because you don't need the politicians to give you permission. You don't need to pol- the politicians to uh, to vet this idea, to put it out there, to, to pass it in order to secede. You can declare your own personal independence right now. Business owners in any given state don't need to have the governor tell them, hey, you don't have to pay anything to the federal government anymore. If a bunch of business owners today decided in one place that they didn't want to collect, you know, didn't want to withhold taxes for their employees, that would be it. All you need is the people, individuals, being willing to put something on the line and take a little bit of risk. And if enough people take a little bit of risk together, we've got secession. You've got, if you've got enough people declaring personal secession and saying, you know what, thanks but no thanks, don't need your services, federal government, won't be sending you any more money, nope, thanks, but uh, you know, see you later, that's it. What are they going to do? Put everybody in prison? Start mass executions? Well, I don't think that most employers really want to stop Social Security. I think that Social Security is beneficial to them. You know, it's it's what they've ah, you know, in the in for the, lo- for the for the lower end employers. Hey, that's your retirement. You, you're taking care of it. Half of it you've got to pay. Half of the employers got to pay. I'm confused. The employers don't care. They don't. You know, it's it's easier for them to just let the uh, let Social Security ride. Why would employer want to stop paying Social Security? Because uh, they care about their employees and want them to have as maximum take home pay as possible. Oh yeah, well I'm sure. You don't that, think employers gonna, care about their employees? That's what Walmart's going to put their uh, their business on the line for. I'm not talking about Walmart. Okay. I'm talking about businesses run by individuals well, who actually. You're saying enough people. So I'm talking about large business large businesses, right? Well, obviously, politically connected corporations are not going to be the ones who are going to start this. It's going so to have many, to be the mom and how pops. Many, how many mom it's and pops are going to get together to do this, Ian? I'm not telling you it's going to happen, Mark. I'm just telling I'm you that's I'm, all. I'm, that I'm going to tell you. It's I'm not just telling work. you that's all it would take. Yep, that's all. You it would don't take. need to beg anybody's permission to be free. You just have to claim it. But as long as people are too chicken s to stand up for their own freedom, they'll never have it. If as you're long just as gonna the beg, government will sh- is showing that they're willing to throw you in prison for right. not filing their and taxes, and master was willing to whip you too if you're going to leave the plantation, brother. And but nobody at some did. Point, and, somebody did. And very rarely they did. Yeah, but somebody did, and there was an underground railroad to help those folks out. And if if more people had stood up, you know what was it? Harriet Harriet Tubman was famous for saying that she freed a thousand slaves, and she could have freed a thousand more had they only known that they were slaves. You are completely right, Mark. People are beaten down. They're scared. They're cowering. They know the federal government's a scary group of people that will not hesitate to put them in a cage. I get it. I understand they are dangerous. Look at Bradley Manning and look at the terrible conditions they're keeping him in for blowing the whistle on their own corruption. So I get it. They're plenty scary. But that's why we are the way we are. That's why things are the way they are, because people are scared and they're not willing to stand up for themselves. You want to beg for your freedom? You're probably never going to get it. 855-450-FREE, in which case, enjoy your chains. 1-855-450-3733. And when you're ready to stand up, then you should do that. Especially while you're busy advocating for chains for other people. That's how the democracy works. That's never a good idea. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. You have to be willing to let other people be free as well, so you can have it too. If you are willing to stand up, you should go to freestateproject.org and stand up together with other people who think like you. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the show. Take control of your airwaves here, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, We give them away. Those other talk show hosts in the business, most of them want to charge you for accessing their website. Five, six, seven, eight bucks a month. We give it away, freetalklive.com. And I bet you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than you'll find behind the paywalls of most of those other sites. But go and see for yourself and get interactive. Again, freetalklive.com. Archives are included, by the way, going all the way back to late 2006, all for free. Enjoy. BitInstant.com is the place to go to get your Bitcoins. We were talking about Bitcoins earlier. They're an online currency. It's peer-to-peer open source and allows you to send and receive money on the internet without having to pay any fees at all. Uh, in order to get your bitcoins, you're going to have to buy some. It's, it's not like it, it's not, you know, that nobody just gives you uh, any kind of currency. If once you think the dollars are a good idea, nobody hands you a couple hundred of them. Uh, bitinstant.com is where you go to buy them and they have more than a million locations around the world in more than 30 countries. It's the biggest, safest, best and fastest way to get your bitcoins. bitinstant.com all right, so 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Kevin is on the line in Virginia, I believe listening in the Mount Jackson area. Kevin, are you uh, listening to WSVG? Um, I'm actually in the Norfolk area. Oh, okay, Norfolk. Sorry about that. Go ahead, sir. No, it's okay. Um, I believe that if time travel were to have been invented, that it would most likely be from the government, a government source. And... Uh, so I guess the question really that we need to ask ourselves is, how would we know? Hello? Did you just, like, travel back in time in the middle of your call? Cause it was no, a... no, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, um, uh, how would we ever know? Uh, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect the government to just release that information or to allow anyone to use it or even access of its knowledge. So, right? let, me, so let me ask you this. You think that the, gov- the United States government today may have time travel technology? Is that what your question is? Um, today or in the future. No, he's just uh, asking how we'd find out about point. it. So here's here's how you'd know because somebody would think it was a good idea if it was a government program to go back and kill baby Hitler or something like that, <laughs> and we wouldn't have baby Hitler, and we still have baby Hitler, so therefore you know that time travel hasn't been invented. Well, I don't know, Mark. You know, it's hard to say exactly how the space time continuum would be affected by people involved in time travel. Certainly, the government is pretty poor at doing most things, uh, so I can't imagine that they would be able to come up with time travel on their own. It seems pretty unlikely to me. Um, it would seem that time travel would likely be invented outside of the halls of government. But you know, you know, if they wanted to, if they had, if they had invented it and they wanted to keep it under wraps, I guess in theory, a lot of people believe they've kept aliens under wraps for all these years. So you know, maybe they've got some alien spaceships. Maybe that's how they actually get the time travel. Is uh, there's some sort of warp drive or whatever in one of the alien ships? Anything's possible. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. From secession to time travel, we really will cover it all. I I thought that he was uh, saying that uh, time travel uh, would would in the future would have been 
built by the government. And I'm not 100 percent sure that governments, these state, the state as it um, ex- exists today, is going to be a big, strong entity into the future. I think that just like you've seen religions cease to be tied to land masses, it used to be no one could imagine for a second that two religions or three religions or four religions could exist inside the same land, um, you know, city or, or town or whatever. Now, you know, there's hundreds of religions inside of a town. And I think that governments will probably cease to be attached to the land at some point in the same way that religions are. Frankly, I think that people's attachments to governments tend to be religious in nature anyway. They're faith-based. Oh, totally. I mean, there's icon worship and uh, chanting and all kinds of Little creepy. prayers like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yep. That's chanting. Yep. Uh, let's. Uh, by the way, uh, our board operator makes a great point here. Vermin Supreme does claim to be from the future. Yeah, he. Did. It's right. He went. To, it was a. It was a uh, time vortex when he was fighting Napoleon. Um, that he was uh, thrown back into the wrong um, wrong decade. So he was the president in 2024. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's your evidence. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I think he's kidding. Let's continue here, but. How would you know for sure? I certainly wouldn't. Dave is in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, that one comment you made about uh, Houdini with his involvement with spiritualists and uh, mediums, that his involvement with those was uh, just purely debunking. Oh, is that so? That's what he was doing. I mean, he never, you know, he didn't believe that stuff. He was just, you know, showing them, showing them for what they were. Sort of like uh, the amazing James Randi does uh, these days. I guess. If you haven't heard of him, uh, you probably should check. If you appreciate that kind of debunking, you would enjoy James yeah, Randi's work. He he offers a million-dollar prize to anyone who claims yes, yes, yeah, to have some sort of telepathic and or psychic abilities, as long as they're willing to right. prove it under scientific testing conditions. Okay. So far, no one's claimed the prize. Yeah, and um, with regards to this uh, secession, you know, uh, the way I read it is that there's like 34 states that have petitions. And mm-hmm. they have a total number of people of somewhere less than a million signatures. And then comparing that to, uh, you know, close to 120 million people voted in the last election, kind of looks like we're, uh, you know, this type of a method for on the road to freedom is kind of a, kind of a, well, pretty much of a minority at this time. You know? yeah. and it, and I think it it's a statement. I absolutely agree with you. I don't think that this is that uh, they're going to petition Barack Obama for freedom uh, to secede. That seems ludicrous to me, um, especially since he doesn't have the power to grant it. And all they're going to get out of him is a civics lesson. Well, of course, it's going to be a, mi- a minority in favor of secession. A minority was in favor of the American states uh, seceding from Great Britain. So it's always going to be yeah, a minority. Like, it, was, it was on the order of, you know, like a third. I don't know if it was. Nah, um, it's probably more like 10 or 15 percent. I mean, a third of them certainly didn't pick up weapons. Well, so you've got to start somewhere, though, right? I mean, if right now one in five Americans support secession, that's a pretty good starting point. Hey, thanks, Dave, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Let's continue with Pat listening uh in minnesota you're on free talk live tuned via xm satellite radios extreme talk hey pat hi i believe it was galveston and not austin that opted out of the social security you know something did something didn't stick right to me and i think you're right i think it was galveston hmm also i was listening to the top of the hour news tonight on xm and they said 
I couldn't believe it. They said Obama was in talks to privatize all the pension programs and make them into the uh, one federal pension system. Yep, I'd heard the same thing. They're not the pension programs, but the whatever retirement programs there are out there is what people are saying. Right. And my third point is that I hear a lot on conservative talk radio, the argument is made that if companies don't have to pay Social Security, they'll use that money to pay their employees more. But I've found that that is not the case, because in the trucking industry, they have figured out a way to pay partially the wages, and they don't have to pay Social Security on some of the wages that they pay their drivers. But that hasn't resulted in pay increase for the drivers. So. Well, I guess it just depends on who runs the company. I mean, right now, that's money they're reserving for each employee. They could use it to increase wages, or they could use it to, uh, you know, to shore up their business in uh, in other ways. So it would depend. You know, ultimately, competition will result in increased uh, wages for folks out there. So maybe it wouldn't be an immediate change, but certainly it's a possibility. And my fourth point is that foreigners are eligible for Social Security, like if somebody from Poland comes over here and they work for 10 years. Hold that thought. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, Mark, what is SACL CAI anyway? We sure do talk about them a lot. That's right. They're a company that handles accounts receivable. They're owned, at least in part, by a man named Jason Osborne, who uh, is a big supporter of the ideas of liberty and consequently a big supporter of Free Talk Live because he knows that we are the single best way of bringing these ideas to the average individual. And you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI, they handle accounts receivable for businesses. If you've got a business, you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable. You can trust SACL CAI. They'll take care of good care of you. All right, so we're going to continue with Dave listening in California. Eureka, KGOE. Hey, Dave. Excellent show as always, guys. Thank you, sir. I, Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, my uh, feeling, my concern is that our government is now totally in the hands of some hardcore sociopaths, and I believe they got there by rigging the elections. We're the last country on this planet that still uses electronic voting machines that were designed to cheat, but that's a side issue. But seriously, Dave, when was the last time the government wasn't in the hands of sociopaths? Well, you know, I have to believe that we had some people that tried to care. One of the things that's in jeopardy now, Social Security was one of the best things ever designed for people. You work for 30, 40, 50 years paying into it, and when you retire or if you get disabled, you have some sort of an income to protect you from extreme poverty. And the sociopaths that we have now want to grab that, want to take that away, want to find some way 
to replace it. Well, you know, Dave, like, that's the natural that's the natural uh, outcome of giving the government any money to hold on to. And I agree with you that Social Security would be a much better program if they had left it alone. But I have deep concerns about Social Security. And let me ask you three questions. Who lives longer, rich people or poor people? Rich people. Who lives longer, men or women? Women. Who lives longer, white people or black people? I think white people. So why in the world would we make a program where three poor black men have to work hard and die at uh, 67 in order to pay for the uh, pensions of one rich white woman? I don't know how you can make it balance out unless you want to do it by weighing each person's gender and race. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. I think Here's how you balance it out, Dave. You don't force people to participate. You have to. No. Everybody should at least have Social Security. You've got to stop forcing. You, got, you know, look, Dave, you may have a good idea, but if it's a good idea, people will voluntarily contribute. People will voluntarily sign up for it. You don't have to force people to do things against their will. That's the hallmark of a really bad idea if you have to force people. I don't see it as a force. It's just part of the nature of the thing. If Mark, you're work, we were talking about be... earlier. No, no, no. The nature of government is force. Mark, you were talking about earlier how you've been paying Social Security all this time with your income tax statement without realizing it as some sort of self-employment tax. And uh, when I suggested you not do that, you decided you don't want to because you're afraid they're going to put you in jail. Now, isn't that force? Would they be asking you to go to the jail cell, Mark? No, they're going to come with guns. Very low overhead. It is something that the money that we pay in comes back. I see you're ignoring the point, uh, Dave, (laughs) Dave. because it's convenient. Just like our caller earlier who did not want to address his cognitive dissonance, I imagine you don't want to address the idea that the program you support is using the threat of violence against people. I don't see it as a violence against That's convenient to not see it that way, but didn't we just explain to you that Mark would be put into a jail cell against his will? Is that a peaceful act? Is it peaceful when someone's thrown into a jail cell? To be raised in this or any civilized country, you should have some protection so that when you grow old, you're not faced with starving and living on the streets and being supported by some church or something. We have a protection (laughs) built in for us, and I'm totally comfortable with it, and I think anybody that isn't isn't. But I'm not, Dave. They're not seeing reality. Well, but, but I'm not. I don't want to pay into Social Security. I understand that Social Security offers a return of less than inflation. It's about 1%. Inflation's uh, between 3% and 9%, depending on where you uh, take a look at the numbers. And so it's not returning me a good value. If I put my money into an IRA, a 401k, or some kind of uh, pension plan or something like that, I can at least pass it on to my kids. And if, if I die at 66 and a half, um, it doesn't just stay with the federal government. It's a bad investment, and I'm not interested in it. Now, you can play all you want. I just want, to, want it to be voluntary. I don't want to have to participate. The federal government doesn't require preachers or Amish people to pay, and Social Security hasn't fallen, um, fallen through the cracks. How come I can't op- opt out? Well, you probably could, I suppose, but I think... No, well, how do you? To do it because if for any reason everything you invested in fell apart, you would still have this, and you could count on it. No, you can't month. count on it. I think it. the federal government's going to be gone before I'm 65. You, you cannot count on it at all. If they do still have it, Mark, when you're 65, 
inflation may have eaten away at the value of the checks that they uh, they end up cutting to you. But look, look at all the guys in the military who've been screwed over hardcore after having gotten out of active duty by the Veterans Administration, the military in various different ways. I mean, they've been screwing these guys left and right. They were promised they'd be taken care of. But promises don't mean crap when they come from the government. Because they can but change their mind the any time. Security system that's been in place now. Well, what fifty-five? That's an argument. That is argumentum. Uh, what is that? Add antiquitum. That is, uh, you know, the argument from because it's always been there, it'll always be there, and that's not necessarily true. The government can change the rules at any time, as they have done. They've raised the retirement age. They've cut benefits. I mean, these are things they can do anytime they want to, and there's nothing you can do. You have no recourse about it. If they decide to tell you, you know what, we're shutting down this Social Security program, you cannot sue them over it because they have no liability or obligation to provide you with those things. And if you believe otherwise, you're living in a fantasy land man well i'm saying they should not be allowed to do that they you can't that's fine they should not be allowed to but they can and they absolutely will if it comes down to it where they don't have enough money to uh, to pay out to folks but then again they can always just print out the money and then they'll cut you useless checks you get a thousand dollars it'll barely buy you some cat food uh if there's enough hyperinflation dave thanks for the call and thoughts 855-450-FREE let's go to amanda she is calling from sort of uh, on the way back to manchester uh in Keene at the moment because uh, you were here for the bitcoin meetup which normally happens in Manchester, Amanda, but it's happening in Keene yeah. tonight. They're taking it on kind of a tour. And as I understand it, the New Hampshire Bitcoin meetup is the busiest, most popular Bitcoin meetup in the world. I believe that is the case. Yeah, it always gets a lot more people than the Federal Reserve note meetup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you want to share tonight? I want to brag. <laughs> Go for it. I Someone's got to toot your own horn. Libertarians. Um, well, um, if I'm going to toot my horn, my horn is ShireSharing.org, Shire as in New Hampshire, as in the Shire Society. Mm. Um, so today we got together in Manchester after having raised, um, almost $6,000 and our goal was $4,000. Um, we completely surpassed it. The money keeps rolling in. Wow. So still trying to donate even though Did we're Did you done. feel, uh, Amanda, when you set that $4,000 goal, did you feel like you were setting it too high? Yeah, I actually said many times. I know we're not going to get that far. That's okay because we're still going to do better than we did in 2011. <laughs> what was 2011? What was the uh, the the fundraising there? A thousand dollars. So yeah. wow. So you have sextupled uh, the fundraising. So what do you do with the money? I mean, a lot of people are like six thousand dollars. That's nothing. Yeah. Well, um, tomorrow we'll be delivering uh, Thanksgiving dinners to about 650 people. That's great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, last year we did about 175. <laughs> Outstanding. It really exploded. Yeah, so I'm and not really tooting my own horn. Um, I don't know if we just got a lot of new movers for the Free State Project or if people just had to wait and see last year, and, and this year they're way more enthusiastic, but mm-hmm. it's really exploded to a point that I can't even handle it. Um, I've had to have a lot of personal help just to deal with the volume of This is exciting, data. and I want to talk more about it. Can you hang on for a moment? Amanda, we're going to bring you back here. Uh, Amanda from ShireSharing.org. It's a a charitable organization put together by Free State Project uh, participants. Amanda's basically the uh, the head of the organization. Just the one that makes it work. 855-450-FREE. You can take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next.
Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition. We do this thing live seven nights per week. So if you don't get in tonight with your call, no worries. Mark will be here tomorrow night with Stephanie, I That's believe, right. uh, doing the live Sunday edition. And if you don't get it on your local talk radio station, no problem. You can always go to freetalklive.com. But better yet, contact your local talk station and ask them to hear more Free Talk Live if you don't get us all seven nights per week, all three hours per night, and preferably live. 855-450-FREE is our toll-free uh, toll number. We've got Amanda on the line here. She is uh, the lady behind Shire Sharing, an exciting, relatively new charitable organization started by her and some other uh, concerned and caring uh, Free State Project participants who made the move to New Hampshire, as Mark, you and I have done for the Free State Project, to get active, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. But act, uh, activity or, or being an activist doesn't just mean, you know, being civilly disobedient, uh, taking on the state. It doesn't mean going to the state house and engaging in politics, running for a political office or writing letters to the editor. Sometimes activism can just be helping the community, uh, you know, around you. And that's what you've been doing, uh, Amanda. You started Shire Sharing, I believe, in 2011. And so this is year number two that you've done this Thanksgiving Day uh, outreach, basically, where you're feeding hundreds and hundreds of families. Yeah, and it's exploded. I mean, I really can't, I can't believe how much we've done. Um, and it only took us a few hours today to organize all the food. We bought the, we used the donations conservatively, and we bought a, a lot of food in bulk, um, wholesale, stuff like that, and, which is fun, right? Because we get to meet these these small business owners in Manchester and tell them, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we need. And then they say, well, what's the name of your group? You know, and how, and, and of course I have a uh, Dallas area code on my cell phone. And so they say, how'd you end up in New Hampshire? And that's mm-hmm. always a fun conversation. And, um, and so we're meeting a lot of, of a lot of locals this way and spreading, you know, no kidding. And you're going to be involved. feeding 600 people uh, Thanksgiving dinners. You're going to be delivering those tomorrow. Those are also going to be people that you're going to be connecting with uh, that might be interested Absolutely. in hearing about the Free State Project and the ideas of liberty. That's uh, a really great outreach uh, project. But, Mark, you know, I think you said that some people have been cynical about uh, Shire Sharing. What have, uh, what have the critics been saying? Uh, basically that uh, selfish libertarians are only uh, doing you know, giving to Shire sharing in order to make themselves feel better about their selfish ideas or whatever. How do you respond to that, Amanda? Well, well you guys donated. Why'd you do it? I did it because I wanted to help people for uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, I figured that there's people that probably could, uh, you know, probably aren't going to have a particularly good meal that day, or they may be able to to take the meals that they get that day and spread it out over several days. And you know, it's a tough time for people. So I, I donate to charity, not just yours, but also local ones, because we're we're here in uh, Keene. I don't know how many folks is it the Concord area where most are, people are receiving these in it. Some kind of like immigrant group, or who is it that's receiving these? Um, about half of them are refugees, yeah, which is cool because you know, a lot of us free staters are basically political the refugees. The same thing, too. yeah. Yeah, I mean, our government hasn't gone quite as far as, you know, taking all of our property and murdering our family and so forth. But it has happened to other people, and now they're steep into New Hampshire. Well, that makes about half people. We also have elderly, single mm-hmm. mothers, um, what else? Uh, just generally low-income Americans. So So to answer your question, uh, the reason why I give money to charity locally is because I would want someone to do the same thing if I were in their position. That is the people that would be receiving ultimately that charity. Great. I'm grateful that I that, you know that I'm not homeless, especially in a place like New Hampshire, which you know is not a ver- very forgiving place uh, to folks that are living outside of uh, warm houses. Uh, so I'm I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head, but I know that. 
given the wrong turn of circumstances, uh, I could be out in the streets. And, you know, I would want somebody to offer me some assistance if I were in dire need in a situation like that. So it's the least I can do to help folks out who are in those uh, those situations. And, and I'm grateful for the folks that are running things like Shire, Share, uh, Shire Sharing or uh, there's a local homeless shelter here that is not government operated as a private homeless shelter, the 100 Night Shelter. I uh, just cut them a, a, a check recently, as I do every single year around this uh, this time of year, because you know it's just the right thing to do to help folks out that uh, that are in need. And I'm grateful that there are other people like you, Amanda, who are willing to put all this stuff together. So all I have to do is cut the check. Thank you for that. Well, um, if I can have a second, I want to tell you about how this started. And so this isn't just some ploy for attention or some. We're not selfish libertarians. How this really started was um, in the in the spring of 2011, my dad died really unexpectedly. It was a huge shock to our family, and um, and I'm still trying to get over it. Half the time, I, I can't even stand to think about him. And and I've been thinking about him so much more in the last week because of what we're doing, and it's, you know, it's hard. It's really hard, but the reason that I bring him up is he did this for probably a good decade mm. before he died, and he was inspired by someone else to do it. And so he was in Dallas organizing the very same thing that we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> And um, it was a really big deal to him. He put a lot of energy and money and time into it, got all of his friends involved. I grew up around that. Um, I remember sleeping in the backseat of the SUV because he made us get up way too early. <laughs> he was a morning person. And, and he'd wake me up, you know, shake me awake. Hey, we got a delivery to do, you know. So so this is this is part of my heart. This isn't... Wow. I did... When I started doing this, I, when I had the idea, I just wanted to do it in my dad's memory. And... Great way to carry on, uh, carry on a tradition, and it yeah, sounds like forward. it sounds like uh, if you were here to see it, uh, he'd probably be pretty proud. And I hope to see it continue uh, to grow and to flourish. And uh, thanks for updating us on that tonight, Amanda. I do appreciate hearing yeah, from me. And folks can go to shiresharing dot org. Uh, could someone still contribute? Maybe after the fact. I know you blew past your uh, your goal, but would it? Uh, are I'm you not still- sure. I, if they join the Facebook group, they can ask. There's a Facebook group. I got to figure that out. I think that it's donated at shiresharing.org is the PayPal address, okay. but I don't know. Great. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It's I, I know you probably left and right trying to get everything taken care of and all the T's crossed and, and I's dotted while you're trying to work all this stuff out and make sure that the meals get to where they're supposed to go uh, tomorrow. Let's continue here and go to John listening in Charleston, South Carolina to WSCFM. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Go ahead, John. No problem. Yeah, I was just listening earlier, and the the gentleman that was calling in about Social Security kind of got me, uh, I don't know, I guess a little fired up. Um, and just want to call in and comment and maybe ask you guys a question. All right. Um, it was talking about, um, you know, this idea that um, taking care of everyone is somehow something civilized countries or civilized societies, um, advanced societies, it's their obligation to do. But I mean, you know, and I totally agree with you guys with it, the 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 idea that it's a, a an act of violence to force someone. You know, I mean, why, you know, what's what? Why wouldn't if if ever if, you know if our government wanted us to take care of ourselves, why wouldn't they just mandate that we stick cash under our mattress? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it right, it, it would be just as effective. Right, or or put it in a low yield savings account. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was in um, uh, marine biology down here, and, and, and we were talking about 
animals in captivity and how domesticating an animal essentially turns it into something that can't be released back into the wild because you have learned helplessness in this idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this, this idea of freedom, you know, everybody thinks that, oh yeah, we want to be free, but they don't want to accept the, uh, the fact that it's actually dangerous. Um, to be free. You know, freedom carries with it risk. Well, and responsibility. Uh, and I just wanted to get your guys' take on it. Well, freedom also carries responsibility, right? So uh, if somebody wants to be taken care of, then they're never going to be free. Uh, whereas the reverse, if you, uh, you know, you're willing to take care of yourself and, and help others, then you can be free. Freedom is, is essentially freedom from violence or threats of violence. Um, I think that those are going to exist no matter what because there's always going to be somebody willing to do that, uh, to threaten you or use violence on you. However, at the very least, when it's a common thug, you can arm yourself to protect yourself. When it's a government, and that's an organization since the agrarian revolution 9,000 years ago, those are the – and masters and servants, slave masters, and it's essentially the same kind of uh, scenario. Those are the organizations that truly have been antithetical to the ideas of freedom. I'm not proposing, not even for a second, that we get rid of uh, government. I'm proposing that we get rid of the state. The state is an organization that claims a monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a particular land mass. I think that people need governments, but I think that they should be able to choose between whichever government they want, and they don't have to pick up and move from land mass to land mass to get it. I think that governments should be agencies that protect people, protect them, and provide services. If you want a government that's going to provide you with a pension service, I think you should be able, I think that the marketplace will serve, will provide that to you. I just don't think that you should be forced to abide by whatever arbitrary rules they put up in a particular landmass. The people of North Korea, yeah, North Korea, those people are abiding by some really crappy rules simply because they live on a particular landmass. John, good call. Thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. And uh, Dana and Howard, sorry we didn't get a chance to get you on here. Uh, feel free to call in tomorrow night for the live Sunday edition right at 7 o'clock at night Eastern Time. Happy to take your calls about whatever is on your mind because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live all seven nights per week. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a great, happy, fun, safe weekend. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Which order you can go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring time into the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make it. Wait, no, now. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com.